Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. It is the season finale of Good Omens, episode two, number six, Every Day, written by Neil Gaiman and John Fenmore, directed by Douglas McKinnon. While I like the ball a lot better, there were some very strong emotional I think necessary junction points that we got in the Azarafel and Crowley relationship which is going to lead to our second disaster or Armageddon as they called it and I think that this uh, was stated to be if memory serves correctly from other sources other than myself that this was meant to be an interlude between the two disasters to give a little bit more context to the Azarafel Crowley relationship beyond them just wanting to stop the end of the world in the meantime they have gone through the pandemic They have spent a little bit more time, I think, growing closer together, but they still haven't addressed the elephant in the room, which is Azarafel actually having to make a choice. And I think putting him in a position of, for the third season, and we better get a fucking third season, I don't want to have to send death threats to anyone. I wouldn't. (laughs) But I will imagine doing so. Uh, I think that there's going to be a third season. But with everything that's happening in the Rainier Strike, uh, probably not going to get it for a very long time. But it's okay. I think we... We... uh, I don't know. I think we had two years in between last year. The first season came out in 2020. So (laughs) I am a patient person and I'm willing to wait an additional three years for the conclusion of Azarafel and Crowley's epic love story and the reconciliation between heaven and hell. Not reconciliation, but more like the decision to truly step away from hell or from heaven but doing it on his terms their terms but there was of course a lot of sadness and heartbreak that went along with getting to the next eventual emotional ladder that they'll have to climb And then there was a surprise twist in the Gabriel storyline. So there were a lot of good meaty things going on. But I think the whole demon side with Shax was probably one of the, for me, less successful aspects of the season. Mainly because Shax and that voice, I can't even... I'm not even stuck between laughing. It's just more like I'm I'm watching her do this thing and it's just kind of 
just weird. <laughs> so I think whatever humor she encapsulates, I'm simply not getting it. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Enough avoiding. Let's discuss our final recap. Nina wants answers from Azarafel to questions too complicated to give simple answers to. However, he does admit, I made the ball so that I can get you to realize that Maggie is in love with you. Way to out my secret, bro. Maggie didn't seem to mind because, you know, she already outed herself. <laughs> she and Azarafel do not know how to hide their puppy eyes when they catch their significant other in a moment of you're so cute Mario becomes complicit in Carly's schemes once they get up to heaven because he has to look at the records well first he wants to go to her office so they can look at the records because that's where they're kept and she says well I can't walk around with you just like that he's like uh you know it's Something that demons don't try to do. So it's not something that they're going to expect anyone to do. But sure, I'll go ahead and change. And then when he started doing that hopping motion behind him, David Tennant just has a natural, adorable factor to him. <laughs> that he just masters within the character of Crowley. It's just, it's so bizarre, but it, it's just absolutely hilarious and charming at the same time at the bookshop for some reason Shax felt the need to drag maggie's entire life <laughs> like damn you gonna die alone ain't nobody love you you ain't even got money to pay your rent like wow you putting all my tea up in the streets all right but homegirl called her pathetic before accidentally inviting the demons inside. <laughs> so while, I mean, this didn't kind of work for me either, unfortunately. Like, I understood Maggie's like, I don't want to be afraid anymore. And I'm not going to allow these demons to intimidate me. But at the same time, is this really the time to find your woman here, her Roy voice? I don't, I don't know they're demons did you not see what they did to your boy he ain't back where do you think he went kind of sounds like to where most people go when they encounter demons never fear Azarafel has a backup protection uh seal I didn't know what that was at first until he reminded me Muriel and Crowley seemingly bypass Uriel and Michael but they definitely clocked Crowley in her record room she's like i'm helping you i'm in trouble he's like well might as well <laughs> make it worth it it turns out that she in 36 35th uh regiments cannot access the files only someone that is throne dominion or above I must say this intrigued the mess out of me because I had this crack theory a while ago. I never said it out loud because 
one, they introduced it into the show of Jesus Christ, right? They, we, we saw them go back in time. They said, what did he say? Be nice to people. So we know that there is a Jesus Christ. So I didn't entertain that crack theory any further as it been explained. But I have ever since the beginning of this season been wondering at Crowley's status in heaven. Because while it could be easily assumed that Azarafel would have been at a higher rank than Crowley, I believe what we learn here from this scene, and I believe another scene, that he is, seems to be closely tied to the divine being being God. I believe they mentioned that he's a prince, which means that he's royalty, aka the throne. And I'm wondering if that's gonna like that all of that just like start bursting stars in my brain. Cause I was like, oh ho 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 ho. <laughs> uh this is this is interesting. This is very interesting. Cause he's like, they don't change the passwords around here. <laughs> and it makes sense. Why would they? The archangels meet to discuss another plan to end humanity and the world forever with all agreeing with amen, except Gabriel who says, nah, nah, you can't say nah. Yeah, I can actually say nah, because I'm the archangel Gabriel, the first of the archangels and thus it ain't happening so what's next on the agenda back at the bookshop the demons continue to incinerate themselves going through the it's a portal up into heaven which is hidden behind the bookshelves wonder if that's going to come into play once again and if you're not ready for it you'll just die and since Shex tells them to get after them and not be intimidated that's what they continue to do nina and maggie fight them off with fire extinguishers i know that word did not come out right extinguishers and upon reaching higher ground look for more home alone defense mechanisms i know that michael is an archangel and gabriel is an archangel but it's uriel as well as Sariquiel? Is that how you say her name? Who by far is my favorite? She recognizes Crowley, but either he really doesn't recall them or he's just saying he doesn't to piss everyone off. She does allow for Crowley to see the trial. And then that's when we got the the drop of he was a prince of heaven. It's for that reason they don't cast him down to hell. Gabriel, when he decides that he is going against orders, which goes back to the line, if if it's another one, then they'll think it's an institutional problem. So he was the first angel that was cast down. No, he's got to be the second, right? Because there's Lucifer. 
But I do think being on the high council of hell and going against or heaven and going against heaven, they don't want the, uh, the not anarchy, but basically know that there's chaos in the ranks. He's not allowed to keep his clothes, which is why he's naked. I love that he's given all this type of attitude. She's like, you have a desk? Uh, yeah, I have a desk to Michael. And he leaves taking his memory with him before they could erase it. In the bookshop, out of options, Azarafel removes his halo to destroy all the remaining demons besides Shax, who has been knocked out on the couch. Azarafel has unwittingly or actually did declare war on hell so strange bedfellows they do make as they get the announcement in heaven so the three angels and demon head back to the bookshop he gets back there hell shows up with Beelzebub along with Furfur and I forgot the other one's name and all becomes revealed because they're like no this is not a declaration (laughs) of a war they just need to find their angel to fire him Beelzebub Beelzebub I think I'm saying it wrong not surprising ends up retrieving the fly that's one of her own Because it turns out that Beelzebub and the archangel Gabriel have fallen in love. Oh my God! Wow! Oh my God! It all started with a backdoor meeting to bitch about how being the second in charge, everything filters back down to me. They kind of go back and forth on who won, who lost, but then they really kind of figure they both lost. And then they agree once again to keep things, you know, status quo. We don't need another Armageddon. It was messy the first time around. (laughs) So they both decide to very much in the same way, but not quite in the same way because it's only one choice and not two choices in the other relationship that they would rather be with each other than play the games of either side. So he didn't betray heaven. She didn't betray hell. They just stopped fighting each other and decided that a life with each other was preferred. Maggie doesn't know when to stop asking questions when there are supreme beings around So Curly has to shuffle her and Nina out of the shop. They uh, go back to her coffee shop and he's like, so I'm not going to erase your memory. Just don't remember anything. Or did he erase the memory? No, he didn't erase the memory. He's like, don't say anything about this. And I hope we never see each other again. (laughs) Then he heads back over to, because he says, you got this. And as soon as he comes to the window everyone's shouting at each other until Azarafel because he said the bookshop is a diplomatic place and I think that should remain the same 
that that is the ultimate goal right is that the bookshop is purgatory <laughs> you know you're not good you're not bad you're just eh, you're just a person or you don't want to participate in either side like you're taking refuge from the machinations of either uh, Crowley laughing at Zarephale taking charge, though, was adorable. Proud of your boy. The angels want to punish Gabriel and continue taking his memory. The demons want to punish Beelzebub. Or do they want something else? Oh, yeah, they wanted to take him to their master, who we have not seen since his humiliation from his own son no less and he says well what do you want gabriel and he's like i want to be left alone and i want to go off with the love of my life and crowley's like well i heard alpha centauri is nice he's giving it some thought and Zarephelt definitely took note and melted on the inside Gabriel is banned from heaven, which was his point, and Beelzebub is threatened with legions that will come after her until she reminds Shax that her job has an opening and you can be a Duke of Hell. Never mind, you and I both know we have a staffing issue, and I'm glad that they acknowledge that. Crowley asks Shax for his flat back. <laughs> Who cares? I care. I've been living in my car. Aziraphale is still riding the love high. You so fucking precious when you smile. Yeah. Hit it from the back and drive you wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they cut the scene where he declined the offer to come back to hell because that was even something that Beelzebub had offered Crowley like hey you help us up with the Gabriel situation which he did then I'll make you a duke of hell I wonder if he'll take hell up on that offer now that things have turned the other way if for no other reason I want to stop living in my fucking car the old man is in Nina's shop the one I recalled from season one even though I did not know he was called the Metatron who asked maggie nina asked maggie to help when she says i'm gonna go fall asleep behind my register unless you need me actually i do <laughs> and he asks if anyone asks for death because the coffee shop says give me coffee or give me death everyone chooses coffee because it's predictable and there was a distaste in his voice the metatron like humans are so predictable as if they're not worthy. Crowley does recognize the Metatron, but wasn't he in the trial with Gabriel? They were all on the monitors. So how is it that, and he had the same face. So how is it that none of the other angels recognized him? They asked if they're in trouble and they're like, we'll see, but you need to get on back home because I'm handling things now. 
they did say it was preposterous to take or erase Aziraphel from the Book of Life. Like that was not their call to make. And for someone who's supposed to be an angel to call Muriel Dim, I thought was particularly cruel because I wouldn't call her that. I think that she's naive, but I also think she's sweet and eager and I would want to get to know her. I prefer someone like Muriel in life to someone like most of the people walking around that I have to deal with. (laughs) He definitely has a nefarious authoritative way about him. And while Crowley doesn't act as if he is, you know, at all threatened by this person's presence, his casual pose definitely is abandoned once he's like, oh, let's go have a talk not in the bookshop after forcing him to take that coffee which was actually rather uncomfortable using his affable nature against him he wouldn't be rude and refuse so when they leave to discuss things he uh tells muriel you need to leave because There might be bad things in store for you, but she's like, no, I'm going to sit and read a book. And he gives her the crow. Azarephil's, is it me or is Azarephil starting to feel like a pawn in a much bigger game? And that game involves the Metatron, the higher power of God, who is female, if you recall in this show, and Crowley. Because he even says he's always asking questions. Like, they still hold it against him. What's going on with Miss Chang? Who are you? What is her interest and why? This mystery was just sprinkled out there and I don't have an answer for it. I guess we're going to pick up season three. And this might be the person that stops Crowley from leaving because he definitely seemed like he was going to take a long alcoholic holiday something he wanted to do with Aziraphale saying after this we deserve a alcoholic breakfast at the Ritz Miriam was like I want to come but no you got to stay here and you can read this book she he was like I said us Maggie and Nina decide to pay the love revelations forward but also pointing out that I understand you was trying to help your girl Maggie out, but I just got out of a relationship and I would have been a rebound mess. So maybe, you know, you need to take into account that people are people and you can't just mess with their lives. And, you know, I have to get myself together and hope that Maggie will be there when I'm ready. I will. You're not helping, Angel. The point is, they talked and things resolved themselves and he and Azarophel need to have conversations about their emotions and he says we talk all the time blah 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 he says something unintentionally funny I laugh the end but you don't talk about what you really feel which leads to both of them having news because Metatron says, why don't you go tell your friend over there all about the good news? And he's beaming. 
But Aziraphale goes first with, I have to tell you something. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait. Everybody calm down! Before he can declare his love, he's told to hold that thought because Metatron has given Aziraphale a offer he can't refuse. It's a diabolical one, too. It plays to his vanity. It plays to him wanting to prove that he's on the better side of the angels and it gets him back in favor along with the with the added bonus of reinstating Crowley as an angel in heaven something heaven fully understands Crowley is not going to accept and thus, this is meant to divide the two. So they're considered a threat to heaven. In season one, Crowley said, you know, oh, I hung around the, the wrong people. I kind of fell into heaven. I tripped. But it seems to all fall down to this idea of he created the universe. He was giving that grand task. And yeah, he worked closely with the people on top. But it was his, not Michael not Gabriel he's the one that let there be light that actually did the the work the fact that God multi or uh <laughs> um what's the word because my boss does it to me all the time <laughs> but I just redirect tasks to you uh yeah not gonna come to me if it comes to me I'll let you know it's probably not but yeah, he rejected heaven. You know, he fell with intent. It's like, I don't understand why you can't ask questions around here. I think he just blatantly didn't agree with the plans that they had. Like, the, this is stupid. <laughs> You're wasting everything for the most minute of, of personal um, spite between you and the other power. Maybe we find out that the devil and God were lovers and Aziraphale, not Aziraphale, but Crowley is their love child. <laughs> yeah, I just made that shit up. So blasphemous and I'm here for it. Hey, fictional stories still remain fictional um but yeah of course Aziraphale takes the offer and it's so heartbreaking to see to see Crowley being like and you told him to stick it up their ass right like tell me you said no you could not possibly said yes and it's clear that he wants and intends to say yes. And it's even worse when he replies, if I'm in charge, I can make a difference. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 
And while it's easy to be frustrated with Aziraphale, this is what Crowley loves about Aziraphale. That no matter how much he's shown or given the indication otherwise, his pure heart is always wanting to do or be on the side of good. And despite, because he even brings it up to him, you think destroying earth on the side of heaven is uh, the right thing to do because you're doing it with the good guys versus the bad guys and even tosses aside his sacrifice, Crowley's sacrifice, because he doesn't, which I thought was unfair, you know, with the bad guys. That's the easy choice to turn away from them which indicates a a continued denial in my opinion of Azarafel's more manipulative devilish or uh, how he would classify quote bad behavior but he's not had to cross that line yet I keep pointing that out he he's been able to operate for the last 6,000 years within the margins of of uh, doing things that that didn't technically break the rules. He just been stepping around them. And then Crowley has been doing the quote bad things in lieu of Azarafel needing to be the one to make those choices. And I think it's good because it's about time that Azarafel finally confront that aspect of his nature and not just accept it in a friend or romantic, possible romantic partner. And so while it's disappointing how things continue to go into a downward spiral from here (laughs) into absolute and utter knife in the ribs type of pain it's absolutely expected and if it were to go the other way then it would be entirely I think too easy and it would still be a problem down the line He has to let go of that pretentiousness in his overall nature. But that's what um, also every naive person that I can make a difference if I'm the one in charge. Tell themselves in oppressive regimes. You know, oh, I'll remain a Nazi And this is just the only correlation I can come up with because it does make sense. And I think that people that were Nazis at the time, some were for different reasons other than I hate Jews and want to kill all people. You know, (laughs) it was a governmental regime. It's something that is a little forgotten sometimes. But there are testimony out there of certain Nazi soldiers is like, well, I can't, you know, I have to kill so many people. And uh, at least if I do it like this, then, you know, I'm, I'm 
the lesser of the evil, right? Or uh, if I stick around, I can protect more people that way. I can smuggle Jews out, so on and so forth. But there's also the option of taking the riskier option and walking away. That's there. It may not be <laughs> the one that leaves you alive at the end of the day, but it's it's a choice. That's a probably bad parallel, but I think you guys got the gist of it. This was simply not the time for love declarations because Zerfell is not as strong as Crowley. You go too fast for me, Crowley. And he does. For him to understand, he will be disillusioned. And I think that Crowley doesn't want that for him. I think it's easy to, to feel like Crowley's going to walk away or Crowley is just saying, no, no, heaven's bad. I think that he knows just how bad they are and he doesn't want Aziraphale. And this is straight up speculation here, but based on what I believe of the characters, you know, one 6,000 year old love just doesn't dissipate because you hurt my feelings. This isn't the first argument they've had where Aziraphale has said some hurtful things <laughs> and he's walked away. Crowley's still going to do what he, I mean, he knows there's an Armageddon on, so he's going to do something to actively try to stop that, of course, which is going to put him in conflict with Aziraphale, but he knows Aziraphale. And when he says, I know better than you, what is actually being offered. <laughs> uh, maybe he was even offered the position of archangel, archangel before Gabriel. Who knows? I don't know. But clearly he's held a high position and he doesn't want his friend to have to go through that rejection because there is that rejection. There is the pain of Oh, I thought I was a part of <laughs> this more altruistic crowd and I'm actually the mean girls. So he says, well, I'm going to get this out because I didn't get it out before. We've been friends for 6,000 years. Oh, that stop when David Tennant did that. I was like, oh, it hurts. Oh, but unfortunately, the words do not do not penetrate Azario's far more in his mind altruistic goals. And he says, oh, Crowley, nothing lasts forever. You've Why the fuck do you have to run it? They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. You just can't get into it because they would never understand. He took his glasses off. He had that tear in his eye. He wants to be accepted for who he is. Who they are. Who he knows they are. That's another thing. Crowley's just simply more emotionally mature than, than Aziraphale is. 
like they were juxtaposing with Nina. Maggie walks into a ball, doesn't think anything of it. Oh, this is nice. Nina's like, the fuck? <laughs> this is not normal. Of course, it's Arafel, because after that moment, he's like, right, I guess so. And he leaves, but Arafel doesn't want him to leave, even admitting that he needs him. It's like, just come work with me and we could do good things together. But Crowley knows better and says, we could have been us, you fool. And then they kiss and it's awkward but it's their first supernatural being kiss. So of course it would be awkward. <sighs> and then Azarophil says, I forgive you. Unbreak my heart. Say you love me again. Undo this hurt you caused when you walked out the door and walked out of my life. Uncry The only thing that's going to make up for the fact that he let him walk away after pouring all that passion out onto his lips is the fact that Azarifo is going to be reliving that moment for every second for however long it's going to take for them to be back together. <laughs> it's going to torture the shit out of him and I will be glad of it. My mind's telling me no. But my body, my body's telling me yes. Do you hear that? I don't hear anything. No nightingales. Mario witnessed the whole thing and she was clutching that book like she was the audience. She's definitely going to be an ally next season because she was peering in through the window. She's also going to take over the bookshop temporarily. He had all the fire extinguishers around because he didn't want it to get burned down again. <laughs> and then as soon as Metatron finds out, he's like, yeah, well, can't expect anything from him. You know, he always asking questions. Then uh, Crowley stands by his car watching the love of his life make the biggest mistake that uh they're both going to be dragged into because he looked alarmed when he was told that armageddon's coming <laughs> i will say isn't it a little bit of a conceit for hell to retrieve or recruit him as archangel when you know he blatantly interfered with the coming of the end of the world because that's just not something he was down with they know he's emotionally attached to humans and earth but they said that they know that he they know that he knows humans right so they said he's a huge part of the plan i don't this is all original material right so I don't know if they're even telling the truth. They could go up there, utilize his, utilize him, like make him a tool even more. Like I said, he's, I feel like he's a pawn and now he's become even more so of one. And while we did get that depressing 
ending moment of both of them seemingly heading on in different directions curly in his car xerophil heading up in the elevator to heaven and he turned on the nightingale song until he turned it off i was an emotional wreck but i don't think this is them parting ways i think that might be a mislead because Armageddon's still on the table. There might be a bit of a time period between the two of them speaking, but absence makes the heart grow fonder. I will say, Azarafel better be making declarations next. Crowley, you've done enough work. You've put all it on the on the line, on the table. You're gonna get your baby boy out of the situation that he's in. That hopefully he recognizes on his own. I think he's going to be protecting Crowley. What do I want to see from season three? I want to see more back in back in Odin time type of storylines, like maybe a Tudor one, or maybe they could have saved the princes in the tower. Or you can do something with India. Because, you know, you had the British Raj, so they can go visit there. Uh, you can even choose and be be out there and go to Africa. <laughs> but I kind of feel like we started the show in Africa. <laughs> to a lot of people's uh, distaste. Not a lot of people, but some people. Very marginalized group of people, too. Um, What else? I want there to be rain when Azarafel makes his declaration and them to be under an awning. No, they don't even got to be under an awning. They could just get under something, but it better be raining. These are my lasting thoughts at the end of the, of the season. It's a great season. I think I like season one better. Okay, I know I like season one better, but I still thought that these were six good episodes i only had half a problem with episode four and it wasn't fatal and i think it's just a matter of taste than an actual flaw in the episode there's this one scene i don't think i brought it up where crowley is in the i guess another magician shop because the other guy he got his brains eaten out Oh, and the one guy that was talking shit, Crowley brought him back. But he's in front of the crystal ball and he puts on that hat and he starts to... <laughs> See, he's such a doofball. <laughs> and it's relatable because this is something stupid I would do. I've done a lot of stupid, embarrassing things in stores that I'm glad I don't have audiences for, at least not any that I, that that let me know they were looking. I gave this episode an 8.9 out of 10. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you'd love to send them, blackercatch.gmail.com, or you can leave them below. My social media will be there as well. Cannot wait until next season. We'll definitely look forward to finishing up the next two episodes of TV Podcast Industries and watching others watch this experience. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Black
hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm, every day I'm, every day I'm hustling.